Yo. What's going on, guys? Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. I can hear you perfect now. Right on. James, what's up? What's up, brother? What's going on? Happy Thanksgiving to you, bro. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys, too, man. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. How's it going over there? Um, Y'all getting ready to do stuff and stuff like that? Get ready? What what do y'all got going on today? I mean, it's just turkey day, baby. Gonna watch the fucking Lions lose if they play and eat some fucking... (laughs) (laughs) Dave, I was thinking about you the other day, man, because... um... The fucking Vikings are playing over here. Oh, they were they're playing in Minnesota, but they're playing Dallas, bro. And Dave, let me tell you what, bro. I've noticed a lot more Viking fans out here than there is I, everywhere, bro. Like it's crazy. I, and I know you're a Vikings fan, so I was like, yeah, crazy. Mate. Last week was bad though. Last week, Dallas, we had a good run, us, bro. Yeah. <laughs> if bro, if y'all can get rid of Kirk Cousins. Good. It's our defense, our defense. They keep letting us down every year. Yeah. I mean, at the start of the season, our offense weren't clicking. And, but to what, since the last couple of games, I mean, we were lucky to win a few of the games we won, to be honest. So yeah. things weren't still right. Um, but that is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Unfortun- unfortunately, unfortunately, I finally know how to have a sucky team. The Patriots Bro, are killing dog, me, man. Patriots, last week, dog, with the Houston Texans, pissed me the fuck off, bro. Let's just say that. Cam had the game. I trust... Oh, my Fucking... God. Dude. Let's just leave it like that. <laughs> well, I mean, let's get into it, boys. Uh, welcome, everybody, to episode... Yeah, let's say welcome. Wise Guys Hideaway here at fucking the Holiday Hideaway. You know what I mean? Doing a little holiday special. Uh, Rob, you said you wanted to lead us off on the whole uh, episode we'll be doing today, so why don't you dive on in? Yeah, I um, I did a post about uh, Luciano today. It was actually, it was from the 24th, but I didn't get a chance to post it today. I was a little behind, so you guys can find it on my site, but I'll go ahead and start it off. On November 24th, 1897... Charles Lucky Luciano was born Salvatore Luciano in Lercara, Friedi, Sicily, Italy, to Rosalie and Antonio Luciano. Lucky had two sisters, Filippa and Concetta, and two brothers, Giuseppe and Bartolomeo. Lucky's father worked in uh, sulfur mines in Italy. In 1906, April 1906, when Luciano was eight, his family immigrated here to the United States and uh, settled on the lower east side of Manhattan. When Lucky was 14, he quit school and started a job delivering hats, earning seven dollars. The fuck, Rob? You can read everything I wrote down? Jesus. (laughs) I was going to say, you got like everything on my my fucking nose, but but besides the the, where he started selling hats. (laughs) But you, you guys want me to continue or no? no you just no, I'm ripping mine up. Don't worry about it. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. Lucky, right. we should be able to pull some more um, snippets out about Lucky. That's for sure. Go on, Rob. <laughs> Fucking Wikipedia over here, Jesus. <laughs> hey, but you know what, guys? But you know what, guys? I got I got a different topic after Rob discuss, discusses Luciano and stuff like that. Yeah, I've been yeah. reading the book, but go go for it, Rob. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, finish up, Rob, and then we'll uh, then we'll do. All right. <laughs> After winning two hundred and forty-four dollars in a dice game, which was a lot of money back okay. then, he quit school. He quits. Uh, he quit his job and started uh, earning money on the street. He joined the Five Points Gang, and he also had uh, 
his own gang. He started offering protection money to Jewish guys uh, from Italian and Irish gangs for 10 cents per week. <laughs> so like, yeah. he, like he's shaking people down for 10 cents <laughs> per week. So he changed his name to Charlie because Sal didn't sound masculine or tough enough for Ross- him. And uh, he changed his life. Do that though, isn't it? I What's that? Rossin was the one who sort of like ushered to doing that though, wasn't he? I thought. Uh, that, I'm not sure about that. It's possible, but yeah, Rothstein did teach Luciano a lot. Like he taught him how to dress, uh, yeah, how to eat in an expensive restaurant, and uh, you know who, and all that. You know so who... he changed that. Go ahead. Let me just finish. What's going on? No, go. I was just gonna say a uh, uh, person who taught him that Delta. too. Charles, and then uh, he changed his last name from Luciano, so it would be easier yeah. for everybody uh, in America to pronounce. Um, hey, Rob, by 1925, it's Lucky's criminal empire was grossing about 12 million per year. Rob, can you hear me? James. I can hear you perfect, Ian. I know, I know, I can hear you too, James. David, you straight? Yeah, no, I, I can't hear Rob, but I can hear you two guys. Can you hear me now? Ah, uh, there you go. Yeah. There you go, Rob. There you go. All right. By 1925, Lucky's criminal empire was grossing 12 million a year. His personal income was 4 million a year. Um, and that would grow in the years to come. They have this net worth down at about 4 million, but I can't see it only being that, especially if he was bringing in 4 million a year. I thought it was around yeah. 12 at his peak, but, I mean, who knows? Who the fuck knows? That's possible. Yeah. I know when he got uh, arrested that time by uh, by Dewey and he was, you know, uh, locked up. They didn't he, – he was willing to post uh, a million dollars bond, which was his idea, but they uh, rejected it. So if you can post one million dollars, you know you got some money packed away. Like I was going to say, yeah, like – especially, especially back then, yeah. No, especially back then. Yeah. Um, another person who taught Luciano how to dress and stuff like that was, um, Nucky, what's his name? Nucky Nucky Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. Because he would, um, when he would go down to the boardwalk and stuff like that, if you, well, of course you guys watched, um, boardwalk empire and stuff like that. But if you actually read the book on it, Nucky Thompson had a big influence on him and so did Al Capone in a way, even though Al Capone was Neapolitan and... Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right, yeah. I guess kind of spotty, but the, the, I, that's who, who I would say who had a big influence on him the most. You know who I think had a big influence on Lucky while we're just throwing throwing out fucking opinions and shit? I think Lucky had a big influence on Lucky. That motherfucker was a one-man army, in a sense. I mean, he just... <clears throat> I got to thinking about him the other day because I'm probably going to tattoo his mugshot on me somewhere. And, uh, I, I mean, I just got to thinking, man, who in the fuck... I, wa- I wonder if he knew how, like, legendary he was going to be amongst, like, the underworld or if he was just kind of, like... Just wanted a more prosperous, like, version. I think of the he did. For I, I think he knew. That's you why he, he knew. Yeah. yeah, he was actually working on doing um, a movie and a book at the, at the time of his death. Um, and, you know, he was going to set the record straight on everything, everything. So I definitely believe that uh, he was. And that's the same thing with Costello. He was also working on a book when uh, he passed. He was working on a book with uh, Peter Mass. You can find his notes at the. Uh, 
Smithsonian, I believe. Mm. Damn, bro. I didn't know that. That's crazy. But I read, I also read where, um, what's it called? He he moved to uh back to Sicily in Italy because he was he was going to be framed for Bugsy Bugsy Siegel's death, and that's when he had a heart attack and died. That's what I heard. That's I'm not too sure if that's true. Well, the but... main reason he moved back to Italy is because he was deported from uh, the United States. That when they let him out of jail, um, yeah. that was Dewey's like main condition was that he had to leave the United States, and that's what made yeah. way for Vito Genovese to take over the family. No one lucky couldn't. Uh, step foot back on the soil. And like Ian said, you know, how, you know, he, Luciano was a one man gang. I, I agree with that. Luciano was a fucking genius, but I also think the guys around him had a big part of his success. I mean, yeah, when, thank you. I, he, he was one of the big six, wasn't he? He was, yeah. especially, with, I mean, Seagull, um, Lepke, Volker, uh, who was it? Shapiro, yeah. Zwillman. Uh, Arnold Rothstein. He was around all of those growing up, and 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 the Jews. They knew how to make money. Oh, okay. Tommy Lucchese, easy, too, David. Bro. Easy. Thank Whoa. you. I was gonna say thank you, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> he says those Jews, man. They know how to make money. I'm recording this for YouTube, man. It's gonna be hilarious. yeah, but they, they did though. I mean, um, you can't deny that. Um, and it was the I suppose the 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 muscle of the. Or the, if you like, the ruefulness of the Italians, and the kind of financial astuteness of the of the Jews, that combined is why you saw such a huge explosion amongst organised crime and, and togetherness, because it was all about the money. In my never has somebody dodged anti-Semitist remarks in such a classy way, Dave. I'm very proud of you. Way to bounce back. Yeah. No, the, yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, there wasn't. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't anything <laughs> anti-Semitic about what I was trying. To, the, the point I was trying to make at the start that the, they did know true, how though. to make money back then. Um, yes, if you true. look at you look at before the Italians um, or the Italian mafia kind of took over, if you like, most of the gangs were Jewish. In America, it's true, yeah, and they knew how to, and Irish, yeah. Well, that's how it all started, wasn't it? I mean, they all, all of the politicians had their local immigrant gangs, and and the thing about the Jews is they weren't just about um, the the violence; they were more to do with like they were kind of more clever about how they went about things, and that's how they made the money. Oh yeah, they're way smarter than the Irish, man. The Irish, fucking Jesus Christ, couldn't rub two nickels together, spending too much time killing each other. And that's and why, like, it. it was they they done it to party, didn't they? Um, the Jewish gangsters done it to make money, yeah, uh, no, and to invest. The the kind of Irish gangsters, like, done it because they enjoyed it and got a kick out of it and enjoyed the party as well. Well, I mean, they couldn't read either, Dave. No, there was low illiteracy. There was low literacy levels um, in in America amongst the immigrants because they weren't getting any education. It seemed like the Jewish immigrants were somehow just like a notch, a notch above everybody, though. I agree with you on that. I was just giving you shit because when you first came out with it, you were like, and the Jews, like, I was like, oh, all right. <laughs> what else do I call them? <laughs> Nine minutes in, there was nothing on PC about it. <laughs> hey, it's, it's, it's cool, though. I completely where he's coming from because look at it now. I mean, Jewish, I, I have nothing against Jewish people, but look at it now. They control everything. They control the music industry. They literally control the banks. They're very smart. Even, very. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, they're, and they're still around in big numbers, unlike the mafia. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. No, it's and yet, cool, James. You're the you're the minority on this podcast. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and it, it up. <laughs> for the record, for everybody watching at home, since you're just hearing all these guys' voices, fucking James is Hispanic, so I'm not. Yeah, talking. um, my last name is Ramirez, but I was born in the United States. I can show my birth certificate, so don't worry about yes. none of that. He's so the only I'm Spanish person Ian and I have uh, as a partner in the the sites and stuff. Everybody else is Italian, American. Not that, you know, I don't care what somebody is, but it's just funny how, you know, James. We're really starting to go down a rabbit hole here. Yeah. (laughs) Moving on. Bro, if, yeah, I was going to say, if you, after this, we're going to move on. But if you guys were going to say, hey, James, you know, make me a quesadilla or make me like a big ass burrito. Okay, sure. I know know how to make them. Like, I know how to make them. I just want you to order me up a key from your people down, like, down south. I don't, James. I don't drink tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shoot me, you know what I mean? Bothers me. Ian, we'll, we'll discuss oh, that. Feet. But, but we'll, we'll just say no on that. We'll just say no on the key, bro. Okay. I'll tell you what, let's, yeah. let's, let's go back. For me, what about Luciano's death? I mean, I think there's a, that's a little bit more suspicious than just oh, natural oh, causes. Of course you do. Clean cut, Dave. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, anything could have happened. I personally believe it was what everybody thought it was—a heart attack. You know what I mean? But um, thank you, Rob. Anything, yes. anything's, anything's possible. You never know for sure in this, and and you know, especially in that life, people, because they, like I said, he was in the process of doing a movie and stuff like that. Um, so I mean, a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people are unhappy with him over that, and supposedly they say he may have been killed. But if they were gonna do it, you know. Especially over there in Italy, I, they would have. T- I think they would have just, you know, took him out, shooting him or whatever. I don't think they would have tried to hide it. See, yeah, up. that's what I was thinking too. Maybe like he had connections over there, like you know, where he pissed the wrong people off. Where Genevieve said, you know what, he's coming back to Italy, so you know what, take him down. But that's a that's a conspiracy theory in my head. Yeah. But what? it says he died of a heart attack. Dude, he's yeah. What does that mean? 19 till the time he was like 30. Yeah, I don't doubt he had a heart attack. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I did, that's what it literally said when I looked, when I did my research on this. He said, they said that he died of a heart attack. Was there an but then, wasn't, wasn't Luciano another one where there wasn't no autopsy? I, yeah, yeah, I don't but, believe so. Yeah, no, like, they, we should ask, they were all like, oh, Charlie Lucky? Yeah, fuck him, put him in the back. Yeah, who we should ask is uh, Christian. I don't know his last name. Cipollini. That's why I'm yeah, shit scared Cipollini. about what I talk about in respect to Luciano. Yeah. I've, I've got because... so much respect for Christian, and hopefully oh, he's yeah. listening, and I don't get anything wrong. <laughs> I got yeah, Red shout out to, yeah, if, I got if Red we, the Riot we... Act last night, you guys. I got to tell this story real quick. Shout out to Red Matteri, Martyri. I don't know what. He's a, <clears throat> he's allegedly a retired FBI uh, undercover informant, whatever the fuck you want to call him who was really, really close with Tony Spilatro. And he watched my episode last night on YouTube about Tony Spilatro and initially comments, he's like, yo, you're a joke, bro. You don't know nothing (laughs) about Tony. I knew Tony, yada, yada, yada. So I eventually hit him up. I'm like, hey, man, I'm just going off of the research I've done and the things that have been put in books, articles, documentaries, all that. And after that, he was actually really cool. He's actually got a lot, a lot, a lot of stories. But man, did he come in with that hard Chicago fucking tone. All of it. (laughs) All of it. (laughs) 
Um, but hey, brothers, uh, I, I got to get off because uh, I got family coming over for Thanksgiving and stuff like that. No so worries, I'm, I'm gonna let you. Yeah, I'm gonna let you go. But I just wanted to hop on, say, you know, I told you I was gonna get on this podcast. I know it was a little late, but um, one more note. I've been reading a book. It's called The Big Heist, and it's on Vinny Osario and Jimmy the Gent. And once I finish it, I feel like I should share it with you guys, like the keynotes in it, and we should do another podcast on it because there's a lot of stuff that I didn't know about Vinny Osario. I know he. We'll leave it till next one. We'll just leave it till next one. You know I live at the hideaway, right? We can do one anytime. Enjoy the rest of your day, James, with the family, brother, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys too. Happy Thanksgiving, Ian. Happy Thanksgiving, Rob. Happy Thanksgiving, Dave. Whatever you guys do, be safe. You know, wear a goddamn mask. (laughs) Just wear a goddamn mask. I am dying, young and pretty, sliding into home, (laughs) screaming that party. <laughs> All right, brother. Hey, we'll brother. talk to you. All right, brothers. Hey, you guys. One love. Later. Dave, I'll be doing that shit because of all you fucking English motherfuckers where you like lighters, where you put the S on the end. Man. <laughs> well, I'm like one of the only Yanks I know that does that. I'll be like lighters. People are like, the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, nothing. Never mind. <laughs> all right. My apologies. No, I love it. Fucking same with old Bill. I'll be like, oh, there go old Bill right there. People are like, what in the fuck is wrong with you? Like, Five out. Yeah, five. Yeah. See, five zero doesn't sound as cool. I like old Bill. Yeah. Back to um, Luciano, Ian. Yeah, I agree point. with you on about the um, the Jewish mob on how uh, you know they were more concentrated on making money than mm-hmm. hurting people and all that. You know, and I think that's you know one of the reasons you know Maya probably got you know uh, lucky with the National Crime Syndicate. You know what I mean? Advising him, it's it's better because like he was the first one to really see that there was way more money to be made working together than a pot because a pot, you know, when you're at war, I mean, you're not really making any money. Money's just, you're spending money on, on the war and yeah, you know, a lot of rackets are closed down and you don't get much money coming in and it's just, it's a nuisance. So lucky, lucky, you know, he's a genius for doing that. I truthfully Mm. believe that's where you said you were saying earlier. And then we all went down the whole uh, rabbit hole. I'm I'm (laughs) like, There's going to be hateful comments for this one on YouTube, but no, I kind of like, I've always kind of been of the notion and I truthfully still think and will back that I don't think organized crime becomes organized till Luciano steps foot inside the, the octagon, if you will, for lack of a better term. Like, I don't care if Luciano would have, his, his time and place would have been the fifties more than the twenties and thirties, or if it had been 1900 or if it had been the sixties, I don't think the American mob as we know it becomes the American mob as we know it until Luciano comes in regardless of when he would have came in i oh, i really truthfully think he would have always been the visionary that sort of molded organized crime. i don't see any of the other guys doing it even though he surrounded himself with really good people there ain't no way vito genovese would have fucking tried to like no no i totally agree with that same with uh meyer same with bugsy same same with all those guys uh costello might have had the, the thought or the knowing pleasure to do it but i don't think he'd have had the balls personally that's just me yeah, that, I, I don't. Yeah, and if it wasn't for then, it would never have happened because it would have gone on for too long. Yeah, I agree. I agree. There wouldn't have been a. There wouldn't have been a commission. There wouldn't have been a national crime syndicate. Um, there wouldn't have been any of that. No, Vito couldn't take control with Lucky being in the U.S. You know what I mean? It, it took him going to, you know, being deported to Italy for Genovese to really be able to take over he had you know no shot at taking over with Luciano still in the U.S. because 
you know, Luciano just had too much power, too many people on his, too much people on his just side. And, and Genovese is real rough on those eyes, and just a really yeah. yeah and rough. and again, and and I think not enough is played on the fact that um, uh, a lot were from uh, from Sicily and some were from Naples, and there was that cultural divide as well as anything else going on. I think. Yeah, and Genovese didn't see things the way Lucky seen them. No. You know what I mean? No. Uh, it, it was like this one story that, I, I, you know, I don't recall the whole story, but they were, you know, they were in together or whatever. And Genovese said to Luciano, he used the word for like, um, why do you, you know, why do you surround yourself with these people? But I forget the word he used, but he's meaning like the Jewish, like Bugsy Siegel, uh, you know, Maya Lansky or whatever. And I believe uh, Costello said to him, he goes, you know, shut up. You know what I mean? You're, you're nothing but a goddamn immigrant yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And fucking, he didn't say a word about it. He didn't, you know, say nothing else about it, Genovese. And in, and, yeah, and, 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 in Valachi's testimony at McClellan, he was saying about Vito Genovese and Mylansky were in partnership in certain deals in Cuba. So, yeah, you are too, Ian. You know, I sometimes uh, got to turn my Wi-Fi off and use my data, and it works better sometimes. Yeah, I got a whole yeah, I got a whole here. Here. Right, Trying to get used to it. <laughs> I can hear you perfect now, Dave. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. All right, what about me? All right, what about me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, cool. Continue, Dave. Continue, Dave. Continue, Dave. Continue, Dave. Continue. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Go ahead, Dave. You can go. Whatever what you were saying. Yeah, no, I was just saying yeah, that. No, um, saying that uh, I forgot where he was now. <laughs> you were saying something about uh, Genovese and Luciano. And, uh, yeah, the, the fact yeah, that um, I think not a lot is, enough is played on the fact that obviously you had that. No, we covered that in the Apollo. No, that um, according to Valachi in the McClellan hearings and his testimony, he was saying that Vio Genovese and Maya Lansky were in business together. In Cuba, um, and had a number of financial operations that they were involved in, and apparently that they got on. So, who knows what kind of the, the truth is? No, I mean, like I said, no, before, I mean, like, that's, I mean, that's a big reason we study this stuff because of the sort of the mystique to the history. You guys hear me already? Right? You guys hear me already? Right? Yeah. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, no, it's good. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the fucking weather or my Wi-Fi or what. Yeah, it happens. I can't really hear Dave. You there, Dave? Uh, I am, yeah. I am, yeah. Oh, yeah, I can hear you. All right, so um, let's, you know, let's move on to uh, Lucky's rise to power. I mean, during the, I mean, I believe he was recruited by Maranzano to join him once he knew how much money he was making. And, um... Then it was in uh, 1931, Luciano decided to to take out Mazaria. And Maranzano. And, and Maranzano. Yeah, um, yeah, he struck the deal with Maranzano to take out Mazaria, but the terms of the deal was that um, Maz, Maz, uh, Salvatore Maranzano was going to abolish the uh, title boss of bosses, and everybody was going to be assigned their own territory and there was going to be no boss bosses and that was the reason lucky agreed to it but once 
you know, they took out Mazaria and Maranzano was boss. He named himself, you know, the boss of bosses. And, you know, then then he he formated the five families and making them all, you know, in charge of Pichol Bonanno, in charge of the Bonannos and all that. But he didn't, um, you know, he didn't do exactly what he was going to say he was going to do. So that's why Luciano decided, you know, we had to take him. Yeah, let's yeah, let's let's get everybody up on these dates. Uh, uh, I guess the real when these I guys really real, start making money would be when the 18th Amendment prohibition is put into effect, which is January 17th, Um February 26th, the Rita murder occurs. I don't know if that was this particular, but and then we got. April fifth, April thirty one is when they kill uh, Joe Mazzaria uh, as they uh, as they a lunch at a lunch uh, restaurant. And then you got September. And then you got September is when they uh flipping Maranzano. Yeah, and Maranzano, um, he had heard that Luciano was getting ready to uh move against him so he tried to he tried to strike for, first and he got uh mad he hired mad dog cole yeah. to uh yeah. kill luciano and when he called maranzano called uh them to his office and luciano knew he was going to be assassinated at the office that day so he had uh his guys going first posing as um uh treasury agents or t- yeah tax agents yeah. wasn't bugsy on the- i believe so this this two versions um Behind what happened that day and, and who was there, um, but I, I know when um, at, right after the hit they were leaving and uh, Mad Dog Cole was walking in. I guess he was coming in to you know get, take his place to do the hit on Luciano. They basically they knew it was Mad Dog Cole's gun and they said to him, "You're, you're too yeah. late." You know what I mean? Yeah. Ma- Maranzano's gone. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'm yeah, actually really I'd, disappointed I'd, with uh, my results on the Mad Dog Cole episode. I, I, I went all out on that one, but, I was, but still doing it by myself, and it was still early. But So we'll have to double back on him. I have a real fan. I have a real fan. Dog Cole. He's a fucking, fucking mad He's a fucking mad Yeah, definitely. But, uh, but we're, uh, uh, we're talking Lucian. Uh, we're not Mad Dog Cole. We're not Mad Dog uh, once Maranzano's uh, gone, Maranzano takes over and forms the nation. He actually does what he said, but he said Maranzano, and that's eliminate the top which is boss of bosses. And he sort of makes five. And he sort of makes five powerhouses that run the as well as what Chicago, Chicago, New Orleans, New Orleans. Yeah, when people think of the, you know, the commission, um, they mainly think of the five families, Bonanno, Gambino, Genovese, Lucchese, Colombo. But when Luciano was running it, I mean, the commission had bosses all over mm. the country, like uh, mm. Boston, uh, New England mob boss, um, Raymond Patriarca, he had a seat on the commission at that time, I believe. Uh, they just they they had bosses from everywhere on it Chicago, um, L.A. crime family, Cleveland, um, and a lot a lot yeah, of families were represented. Was, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I mean it's the formation of that was you know why Lucky will go down in history the way he has gone down. I mean it was just genius. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, no. 
Pat yeah, I no. Pat I I mean, if not, I mean, if not, figure in organized. Yeah, in um in late March 1936, Luciano received a tip uh, he was going to be arrested, so he fled to uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas, and um. But while he was there, I believe it was um there was a New York detective there uh who was who was there on working a case, and he actually spotted Luciano, and that's how it came to Luciano got caught. He was on April 3rd, um. He was arrested April 3rd, 1936. He was arrested in Hot Springs, Iowa, uh, Arkansas. And, now it, and, uh, and now it's eventually gets two counts of what? Uh, counts prostitution? Of prostitution? Yep. That's on June 7th, 1936. That's on June 7th, 1936. And then June 18th, the same thing. When they sent him to the prison? It was, what was that last part? I'm sorry. Six was when they sentenced them to 30 to 50 years in prison. Yeah. And they sentenced them to um, 50 years in prison. And I served... Yeah, it was insane that he got that that he got that long. And they sent him to uh, Danamora prison, which is, you know, far up uh, in New York and it's freezing cold yeah. there. They made yeah. it real hard for him to, uh, real hard connect with them people, to uh, you know, connect make with moves people when he was still locked in the U.S. Yeah, I believe he spent um, 10 years in jail before um, before he was released. And he, and he made that deal with um, with Dewey because during the war, the waterfront was um, – the New York's waterfront was a target. So Luciano, you know, agreed to, to help them uh, secure the waterfront and all that. And that was the deal he made to get out of jail. But uh, Dewey's, Dewey's uh, main term was that he had to be deported back yeah, to Italy. Yeah, immediately. Yeah, it wasn't there for long, though, was it, before yeah, he pissed off to long. Cuba? He pissed off to Cuba. Yeah. Well, yeah, he yeah. was at... Um, he moved to uh, Cuba somewhere in 1946, and uh, he was operating out of there for a little while. But then the authorities there had picked up on it, so he had no choice but to, uh, to go was back. This was before Castro, Castro took, took over. Batista? Batista? Yeah, Batista. Yeah, Batista. Yeah, Batista. Yeah, Batista. He was playing yeah, with the game, yeah, I mean, he was very, you know, corruptible. All, uh, you know, uh, all you, all about him. All you had to do was pay him, and he'd basically let you do what uh, everyone do. Actually, Maya Lansky's grandson, um, who's a historian like us, you, you could find him in some documentaries. He said that he once asked uh, his grandfather Maya what Batista was like, and um, Lansky gave it to him basically in one word, summed it all up, and he said, "Greedy." He's greedy. You you could never pay that guy yeah, enough. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Well, moving right along. Well, so eventually, Cuba hits the bed, and Luciano sent yet again back to yet, uh, Sicily, and that's that is where he spends the remainder of his life, isn't it? Naples. Naples. My bad. My fault. Italy. 
Yeah, until his death in um, 1962. January 26, 1962. Yeah, he died uh, at uh, Naples International Airport. And like we were saying earlier about he wanted to make a movie on his life, that's actually what he was doing at the airport. He was picking up someone who was, um, you know, going to do a story on on his life and all that. uh, Screen scriptwriter. Yeah, my and gosh. There it is. Yeah, and and he had but also another thing, you know, you can't find in Wikipedia or anything. Some, you know, some people don't know is Lucky Luciano. He was actually tailed to the airport by the uh, the authorities in in Italy. They were gonna they were arresting him on heroin trafficking charges as soon as he left. But you know, he ended up having a heart attack before that. Could oh, that's happen. convenient. I always wondered. I always wondered if he ended up getting into the smack because I know he was heavy into opium in his younger years. I, it... Oh yeah, he was he- heavy into uh, heroin dealing even even when he moved back. Uh, so I think it was especially when he moved back to Italy was when uh, he started. He started. He would put them in. Um, he would add the co- the heroin packed into statues. And they would they would auction off the statues and sell the statues, and the people would bid on them. And um, but but you know only a few people knew what was really in them, so they would give the higher bid and win it. So it just looked like an auction of regular statues, but in fact they were filled with heroin. So the few people that knew that they would they had to purchase them, and they would just outbid everybody on it. And that's how basically they would do the do the transfer. But it caught up to him, and he had a um. You know, he was like I said, he was about well, to be arrested. Well, he's definitely a part of the French connection, that's for sure. I mean, and if you believe the rumours in respect of the um, 1957 meeting that took place uh, in Palermo, uh, that uh, uh, Joe Bonanno was at as well, and a few others, and Carl Mangalante, I believe. I was guess there. there was Mangalante there, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, you're talking about the meeting at the um that's the, the hotel, hotel in Palermo. Palermo. Yeah, that's where the, apparently, allegedly, what took place was the uh, agreement between the American mafia and the Sicilian mafia, which of course was all part of um, the 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 French connection at the time. Um, so, Lucky Luciano was definitely part of the French connection. Oh yeah, absolutely. And another reason, another thing is at that meeting was when he um, he paid the $100 bribe to the Puerto Rican drug dealer to uh, set up Genovese mm. in the drug deal, which got Genovese busted and uh, sent to prison. But, you know, and a lot of people, you know, knew there was a setup behind that, and obviously there was a setup behind it. But my thing is, what was Vito Genovese doing picking up his own see, heroin? That's, I don't believe that, Rob. That's, see, that's the thing that really does confuse. And I don't believe that... Um, with the way that Vito Genovese was, that that um, cantaloupe, Nelson Cantaloupe, would have met Vito. Because apparently what's supposed to have happened was that, um, oh, I can't remember who it was now, but someone bought um, cantaloupe into a restaurant, sat down two tables away from Vito Genovese. It was pointed out to Vito that this was the guy that they were going to be dealing with, and Vito went, yeah, okay, we'll do it. I... I <sighs> I, I just I find that difficult to believe that part of it. I don't. He was no. pretty control crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he seems like the time. I mean, it's like when I hate to bring him up in every fucking episode, but it's like John Gotti overseeing the Castellano hit. Like that's not your average something you would do. You know, if we were just spitballing, that's like that. That's a no-no. You know what I mean? So for some of those, 
Yeah. But I Vito think... was so deep into it, though. He was so, so deep into it. Um, uh, I mean, he set the, 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 the trade up when he was out in Sicily to begin with. Um, the, obviously, the, the um, Vito, then when Lucky went over there, uh, sorry, yeah, and then when Lucky went back um, after he was deported, he carried on what Vito had started when Vito was there, when he got when he had to go running and hiding. Yeah, true. That's very yeah. true. I mean, nobody ran the 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 heroin trade quite like Carmine Galante, in my personal opinion. But oh no, hundred percent, mate. But then again, that was because of Montreal as well. I mean, that's where it all really started for Carmine Galante, wasn't it? He got sent up by the Bonanno family to keep an eye on it and to make sure that the shipments were coming through the docks fine. And and they just turned it into, well, <laughs> we all know about the um, the French connection and obviously the follow-on Peter connections. Yeah, yep. Huge operations. One of my favorite things about Luciano <clears throat> is uh, when he was asked about uh, his regrets in life, if he had any regrets, his only regrets were that he says uh, that he had a poor vocabulary and they spoke with a New York accent. <laughs> I always thought that was kind of like, you know, uh, like, cause I love me an East coast accent, like a New Yorker accent, but like, here's a guy who like aspired to be more aspired to talk more like an Arnold Rothstein or a Warren Buffett or something like that. You know, he could have been US president if he yeah, took he another route. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of these guys weren't educated, so you can't really blame them for how they, uh, you know, if they're not that smart IQ wise, obviously they're very smart business wise and all that. But um, that's like me, myself, I left school right after the ninth grade. And so like some, one of the things, that's why I don't like to label myself as a writer because I, I'm not that great I, at it. And I can spell fine, but it's the commas, the mm. punctuations and all See, that I'm that a, gets I'm me great, even to this day. I'm and I'm 32 years old. Comma the shit out of an article. Like, I, like I'm, a, I'm a pretty solid speller. But man, like I do not know when my thought separates in my mind versus when I should separate it on the paper. Let me know. Yep. <clears throat> Love. Well, that's like in uh, in England, Dave. When he writes, they use the English. They use a lot of uh, mm. commas well, too. It also, makes fucking sense. <laughs> uh-huh. Hey, I agree. I do, I do it no, myself. If I, if I'm, if I'm I do it myself. Happen, like how I'm just going on a tangent right now. If like I'm writing the way like I would be talking right now, I'm not putting a period until you hear me stop talking. It's just gonna be comma, 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 comma. Run on sentences. Hey. Yep. Yep. <laughs> sentences for days. I don't give a fuck. But with writing and telling a story, it's good that way because the story goes on and on. Like Dave told me one time when I, I was trying to get advice on something, he told me not to use the word and, just use a comma and go right into it without using that word because it flows so much better and the That's story just smart. goes I on better. I use that a lot too. That's the American in us. I've got, no, I've got a few words. I keep, That is one of the words I keep overusing. Um, I find I use that quite often and, and it's something I keep trying to get rid of as well. I use however way too much. Yeah, I do. But that's a, that's a judge thing. That's a court thing. I keep hearing it all the time. However. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, there's a, there's a however. Yeah, it's, it's just not my uh, strong suit. Uh, you, As some of you, you know, Ian might know this, like, in America here. When you go into high school, you can have the option to take a language. So when I got into high school my freshman year, I, I didn't know what language to take, so I, you had to take one of them. So I decided to take Spanish. And they're like, well, um, they're looking through my records, and they're like, well, you didn't pass English in the eighth grade, so uh, we can't really 
let you go to another language without learning <laughs> the first one. See, I always flying colors, but my teachers always pulled me aside and they're like, your, your points are solid. Like you stay focused. You said, but like, but kid, you fucking have the worst punctuation I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean, I hated school. So like, you know, it wasn't that like, you know, I would never even try, you know, as long as I got a D minus and got to move on to the next grade or, or whatever, I was fine with that. You know what I mean? I wish I had the capacity uh, to learn then than I than I do now because now well, I do what Hunter S. Thompson did, man. He used to take the great gas. He rewrote the great Gatsby like a thousand times just to get the flow of how like a really, really good author writes. That's sensible, man. That's great advice. It's like uh, he always compared it to how you would learn piano. Yeah, of course. Makes sense. Yeah, no, I like I definitely thought that's discipline though, man, because I've tried doing it with his shit and I'm just like, man, this is a fucking this is a trip. <laughs> like, to write somebody else's novel, are you kidding me? Try to sit down and rewrite the five families. Bet you get two chapters in and you kill yourself. <laughs> About like uh, Luciano's personal life, because you don't see people um, talk about that. But in 1929, Luciano met uh, Gay Oriover. I, I could be pronouncing that wrong. She was a dancer um, on broad and uh, nightclubs, and uh, they never married, but they were inseparable until yeah. until he went to prison. And people would often wonder why uh, Lucky never had any children. And, the, and one of the main reasons why is, and this is a quote from him, he says, I didn't want no son of mine to go through life as the son of Lucky Luciano, yeah. the gangster. That's the one thing I still hate Dewey for, making me a gangster in the eyes wow. of the world. I, I mean, that, I could see that. <clears throat> I could definitely see. I mean, because what kind of life would it be? Look at all the guys that had sons. I mean. They even talk about it in the in the, the Jaguar tapes where uh, Corallo and uh, I forget the other guy, they're uh, chit-chatting about the life and if they would want it for their son or not. And, you know, like, I mean, Luciano was smart at that point. If you ain't got nothing to fucking – you got nothing to where, like, what you do inevitably affects them forever, like, regardless, even once you're gone. You know, like, I mean, it's kind of a noble thing to do in a sense. Like, because, I mean, you know it had to have been lonely. Fuck. Yeah, he obviously liked um, dances because, like I said, his first girlfriend, um, Gay Orlova, she was a dancer. And then um, in 1948, he met, uh, how do I pronounce this, Idea Lissoni. Um, She she was a ballerina 20 years his junior. So, I mean, he had a thing for for dances, obviously, which I know Louis. Yeah. And uh, she's actually the one who moved with them to uh, Italy, yeah, I believe. I some Go say. Ahead. Go ahead. Uh, some say they married in uh, 1949, but um, others say they just basically exchange rings, you know, and would uh, live like husband and wife without ever officially well, becoming husband and wife. Yeah, and she passed away from uh, cancer and. 1959, yeah. Yeah, no, he, uh, Luciano, that's another thing I always wonder about Luciano. Do you guys think that the scar from the knife fight with the whole lazy eye kind of helps his aura? Because I sure the fuck do. Yeah, of course. It doesn't take anything away from it, does it? <laughs> yeah, it almost, it almost adds. Yeah, and with, with the droopy eye, it almost makes him look a little tougher. Yeah, it almost makes him look a little tougher. Capone was ashamed of his scar. He, w- he didn't like to be photographed on the scar side, but, um, 
which I think it looked good on him. You know what I mean? It just yeah, it I mean, made him look tough. You're side. not standing for Congress, are you? <laughs> right, right. Who, uh, who was it? Who uh, There was a guy who had – nah, I can't think of it. I lost it. I thought there was a, a pretty notable uh, – mob figure who had like the the scar that went like it's almost like a generic scar you'd give somebody in a video game where it was like literally directly across their face sideways miles bar who miles bar no miles bar it's oh. it's um rhyming slang for scar oh okay okay yeah i like i like i said i lost it i forgot who it was it, uh probably some fucking irish fucking nobody or somebody like that you know you know how it goes yeah, and he he preferred to be like like some gangsters. He preferred to be looked at as a businessman instead of a gangster. Like Gaudi wanted to be looked at as a gangster instead of a businessman. He even told his son because his son asked one day, you know, like, what do I tell people when they ask me when, what what they say you you do? Like thinking, and he goes, you tell them I'm a twenty four seven street guy. You know, so the Gaudi was proud of it. Luciano, on the other hand, he wanted to um you know, be more known as businessman, which is why it goes back to that quote about him hating Dewey for making him a gangster in the eyes of the world. Because other than that, he was, you know, really characterized as a businessman. In 1998, I believe it was, Time Magazine called him a criminal mastermind and said he was one of the top 20 most influential builders and titans of the 20th century. I still can't credit Luciano entirely without always doubling back and crediting Arnold the Brain Rothstein, who really just didn't get his claim to fame because he gets clipped in 1928 because, you know, that old that old gambling bug of his. Uh, you know, when you're $2 million in on mm-hmm. a card game or whatever the fuck it was, people tend to get a little uppity about their money. But... I yeah, we haven't I covered Rothstein yet, correct? I was still doing it when I was going alone, but I figured we're just going to kind of re... Uh, revamp everybody redo everybody because i mean because apparently i'm a fucking joke and don't know yeah. what i'm talking about anyway so you know what i mean like you know i fucking hate these trolls it drives me nuts you know what i mean these people they sit around and they talk shit about us and that's why it goes back to where you know i was supposed to start the podcast with you from day one you know what i mean but to be honest i was a little nervous about doing it because i've never done this kind of thing before so i didn't want to come on embarrass myself and ruin my reputation as a organized crime historian or whatever you want to call it. You know what I mean? But we have haters all over. And and another thing that, that all these people don't know is when we do this podcast, we don't prepare for it. Like, I don't say, hey, Ian, Dave, tell me what names you're going to throw at me so I can go and Google yeah. them. Because anybody can Google it. You know what I mean? We do it in a natural way from the knowledge we know in yeah, our I heads. Yeah, I up my it's date because I'm a big date you know, person. So, I figure if I can drop the date for you, between the three of us, we can give you the gist of what happened. Names and dates and times are really important to me. Don't know why they just always have been, but uh, but no, I me too, man. Like I jot down a, a thing here, a thing there. This is this is really fucking firing from the hip all the time. But that, I mean, that's solid radio. That's good podcasting. That's what I wanted. That's why I was like, dude, don't be afraid. Come on, man. Are you kidding me? I'm gonna come on. I'm and sure, my mistakes. Every single weekend, I will be here making an ass out of myself. Well, it's, it's not like an article, is it, where you can read it 37 times before you send it off for publication to make sure that all your facts and figures are correct. Um, we're just talking, like Rob said, off the top of our head. So it's like, you are going to make mistakes. We are going to make mistakes. So go over it. (laughs) 
and, and these people who don't do this, you know, they're quick to talk shit and all that. Like, it, it amazes me. I mean, the one thing I learned about this business is you got to have thick skin because people are going to say shit. They have something mm. to say about everything. Even some of my best writing, uh, like the, 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 the Francis Ford Coppola article like, that we all did together. Um, I got shit about that for calling him the godfather of uh, mob cinema and people, oh no, no, not, it, no it's Scorsese. And I agree with that. I agree that Good Goodfellas but, is my favorite movie of all time. But if we're gonna give it to the first person to really like put on screen the closest kind of exactly, and that's the way that's the way it was meant. It was meant like the god, like he was the yeah. godfather of star in it. You know what I mean? It was a name Dave and I came up with together, and the reason we liked it so much is because you know it was you know. The Godfather movie, it had the word Godfather in it, and uh, you know what I mean. Like, just, I, I, those people drive me nuts. I could go on about it all day, but fuck them. That's around an actual, or like an actual family within the organized crime factions, where they're like you, you would be dealing with made men and capo regimes. And, well, it, and it's, ba- it's based on the real, it's based on the Sicilian mafia. So, I mean, of course, it's going to be close. I mean, it, 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 it yeah, I think. Well, you can't knock the Godfather anyway. Yeah, he was supposedly based on uh, Frank mostly Costello. I, um, I know, but, uh, but see, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, the Goodfellas. Yeah. Big claim to fame because I mean, Casino and all that comes after Goodfellas. Goodfellas is about a half fucking mech, half fucking guinea piece of shit who fucking snitched out all of his friends. Quality Jimmy film. Burke, Jimmy Burke wasn't fucking Italian at all. He was fucking 100 percent Irish. Paul Vario, yeah, he was a, a a big name captain in the fucking up. But I mean, Goodfellas is about a bunch of knockaround guys, really. I mean, big. He's got some guys. bins and half, isn't he? That Paul Vario. Yeah, yeah. They look like satellite dishes, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, it was wonderful too. But uh, I mean, Gangs of New York's one of my favorite. I love The Departed until Black Mass came out. Uh, the Irishman, go fuck yourself. But isn't um the photo of Paul Vario the one that's used? Um, where people think it's all it's uh, Billy Bats. No, that's uh, uh, Pat Pat the Cat's whatever. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there is no known Billy photo of um, okay, of Billy Bats. Yeah, that we know. Of. That's like the uh, that's right. That's right. Like, that's right. Knowing where Jimmy Hoffa's buried. <laughs> why? why or I didn't. Yeah, yeah. He's hiding behind Elvis. For a authentic mugshot of William Billy Bats, what is his last name? Bonavita or whatever. But 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 yeah, Bada Bing. <laughs> bada Bing. Hey yo, shine. Hey Bada Bing. Bada 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 Bada. Swing. Bada Bada Bada. <laughs> oh, it was a good time. But all the all the rambling we're doing, all the shit we're talking, wouldn't even be. You wouldn't even be able to think about. It. You wouldn't even be able to fathom it if Lucky Luciano hadn't been Lucky Luciano. <laughs> I do always wonder if Boardwalk Empires portrays the young him semi, uh, like accurately, like because like he couldn't have always been this mild mannered, cool, calm, collected. He had to have had his hothead stage, and it would be interesting to kind of know more about that stage because I don't really well, know much I, about his early, early life. You know? Yeah, I don't know Ian because I mean, as as he kind of grew older, people had only good things to say about him in, res- in respect of respect, politeness. Manners. Now, do you learn that, or 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 did Rostin shine him up a little bit and got rid of the rough edges and make him Lucky Luciano, if you like? See, that's what I'm wondering because he was a trigger man, like through the Costa Malasi War. You can still be cool-headed. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can still be cool, but like, 
I mean, but like I'm, I thought Luciano himself had claimed to like 20, 20 bodies that he himself laid laid to rest. You know what I mean? Because like Carlo Gambino ordered a fucking thousand murders. I think he mm-hmm. actually pulled the trigger on like ten. But back then, you'd have had to have killed someone to have been made anyway, wouldn't you? That was back then. That was the rule. You had to have taken someone out. You've had to have got give um taken blood for the family. Yeah. Make- yeah, in no. those days, there was no way around that. We found him, too. There was no forensics. But then he, he grew up in the five points, Ian. So, I mean, he's um, it, it's not as if he was going to be kind of um, immune to violence or, or that, that, hurting anybody. That's true. 20 bodies is laughable to some of those guys from that era, like a Genovese or something like that. They're like, he's killed how many people? Oh, that's cute. Like. Well, it was a training ground, wasn't it? I mean, it's a training <laughs> like the um, uh, what was the one in Chicago? What what Chicago? What about um, the Giancana and all that lot come up from? There was the 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 younger gang. Oh my god, not the five points. Oh, oh uh, the uh, 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 um, not the avenues. Uh, oh, oh, son of a bitch! God. I know, I'm, yeah, I know. See, this is what we're saying. We don't write anything <laughs> right off memory. You try. I'm googling that so shit. I can't forget that. It's no, where all they all kind from there. Why can't I think of it? The it wasn't. Oh my god. Let's see. You got the man. What in the fuck? You're talking about Capone, Capone's gang, right? Like the ones that first. Uh, like the I can't get the Latin King Latin Kings out of my head. That's why. Sam Giancana, the leader of the Latin Kings. I know, but it's not the Latin Kings. I know, and I just want nothing will bypass that no, door. No, you're about sixty years out of date. I know, I know. <laughs> Nonetheless, another very powerful fucking group. Oh of my god! Was it? I, it wasn't the. Uh, see, I keep wanting to say the Avenue bunch. No, I know, right. I know that's not right. I don't know. I don't know Chicago too well to be to be honest with you. They're too close. I used to. So to finish this up with um, Luciano's death on January twenty sixth, nineteen sixty two, Luciano died of a heart attack at Naples International Airport, where um, he had gone to meet American producer Martin Gorsuch. <laughs> it's a film that actually, yeah. Luciano had uh, refused to do the film at first because he didn't want to anger, you know, other mobsters. But then uh, he finally changed his mind and yeah, decided to do it. Uh, Sicilian poppy one day and was like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. Come over here. Write the script. We'll get her made. Shit. Who cares? Uh, and Luciano was 64 when he died, which isn't that That's what I keep old, saying. You know what That's mean? what I keep saying. It's old for the era he came from. Like I said, we all just seem to breeze over the fact that that dude spent from the age 19 to the age 26 in an opium den as often as he could. Ryan of me and his script writer Dave, and dies. Hmm. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to go out, Dave. <laughs> Dave, do you have a version? Because uh, I know you believe um, Luciano was killed. Do you have, do you have a, like, a, ver- a version, a theory on that, or no? I mean, like, on why it happened? I think it was because well, he was going to be doing a film in his book. But how? How, how would they? I mean, cyanide is yeah. around at that period in time, so it is, I mean, possible, I guess. 
Yeah, because they had to do something. So I mean, the, my point is, I don't know what that what that it's story fine, is about how uh, how he was killed. Whatever he had done shortly before going directly to the airport, his coffee, his whatever cyanide takes effect very very quick. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and that makes the most that that makes the the most sense to me. You know what I mean? But I, it, I like you said, it it does uh, take effect pretty quick. So I don't know because that day he went. I, I like my point is I wonder when he was injected or poisoned or whatever. Because I know he went to order lunch right before he went to the airport, and he was coming back for it after. So um, I doubt it happened before he went to the place to order his lunch it because was he probably would have never made it, it to Hit the him airport. With the fucking syringe right when he got off the plane. She gone. 100% Mike. <laughs> well, shit, fellas. Uh, do you guys want to get your plugs and advertisements and all that shit in real quick? And then we can all go enjoy Thanksgiving with our family. Well, big shout out. I know we're going to give the same game. So, big shout out to National Crime Syndicate, uh, Mob King, Ciro Paggio, uh, Bad Guy Podcast, and Gangster Profiles, and of course, Christian Cipollini. And Seth, friendly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, let me start by yeah, giving a shout out to James yeah. Ramirez. <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming on today, brother. But um yeah, shout out to our team over at Emerge Social Club, uh my team at Prison Tales Network, National Crime Syndicate, National Crime Syndicate's Classic Gang Society, Cyril DePaggio and the Mob King, Seth Ferrante, Nev Morgan, all those. Uh one thing I want to mention is um for those of you who like wrestling, uh Cyril has a new uh a new show they're going to do about a wrestling show called um, hmm. The Heel, I believe it is. Turning, uh, uh, tur- turning Heel, Turning Heel. So, oh, it's heavy, man. It's, yeah, enough respect. It's, it's, a great, <laughs> it's, it's brilliant to watch. really is brilliant to watch his, his uh, Ciro's um, journey. I mean, it's just, it's been incredible, really. Rob, you need to get in touch with him and see when he's available to do Definitely. an episode. Like, I'd do it at his entire, like, leisure and whatever and fucking whatever he needed to come on. He, uh, he said he'd be interested in doing it, but I mean, you talk to him more than I do. Yeah, he'll definitely do it. I'll, well, I'll find man, a time yeah, that works. Man, for I'm going to get that fucking uh, red guy on from Chicago and see what kind of style he tell. Yeah, and we got a lot of, you know, people are going to have on here soon. Anthony Cauchy, the, uh, the Cayuchi, the, the former Florida mobster. Um, we're just trying to get everything handled before we do that. And another thing to the listeners, we actually had um, Bill Cantolo's son agree yeah. to uh, come on the podcast. So, yeah, I look forward to that. Everybody knows who uh, Wild Bill Cantolo was, uh, high-ranking member of the band. But no, uh, another shout out to that <laughs> son of a bitch, Sammy the Ball Gravano. I'm not going to stop Sammy. I'm not going to stop. I'm gonna oh, he started on our guy now over here, Sean Atwood, man. Oh, man. he. I mean, he's killing it on his fucking, on his YouTube uh, channel. Yeah, his YouTube I'm channel ain't bad. It really ain't. Money on that table, son. You know you, know you want you know you want. And just to make it clear, hold on here. Just to make it clear, Sammy, if you are listening, which you should be to the show, um, that's probably why his shows are so good. He's learning a lot from us. Look, he's been away for years. He's got to learn it from somewhere, isn't it? But um, John Atwood never yeah. said that he met Sammy the Ball Gravano. He never said he met him. He always went through an intermediary. And you've got Sammy the Ball saying that um, Sean Atwood said he met him, but he didn't. I just want to clear that up. Go on, the Brits. <laughs> 
No, you're you're good. No, man. Uh, Sammy's about to do a big thing. I do. I spam him on messages. I'll get a few beers in me and I'll just blow his fucking Facebook up and shit. No, it's kind of funny because uh, I had heard Joe Rogan talk about him the other day. They got him to talk about New York, and they ended up talking about Sammy the Bull and Joe Rogan's all. He's a good-looking guy. Fucking, you know, for his age, blah, blah, blah. Joe Rogan's going off about, like, you know, he's a solid-looking dude, and Sammy the Bull fuck, got a big kick out of that. I wrote him. I was like, dude, if, if Rogan will book you, man, get the fuck on there, and, like, that, ta- that takes you to the next level. Like, that's <clears throat> that's the next level for the podcast world. It, it's like ending up on Oprah. <laughs> but, uh, let me get my shout out uh, real quick shout out to uh scott m bernstein the author of detroit motor city mafia uh, i'd like to get him on here he's also the proprietor of the original gangster podcast uh shout out to our thing clothing apparel uh david randazzo ronnie cockroach all them boys uh <clears throat> shout out to i keep forgetting to give him a shout out but uh shout out to larry mazza author of the life and uh reputed uh colombo family hitter i'd like to get him on here eventually too and uh, since it's that time of year and, you know, everything's just breaking and falling off cars, especially if you're from Michigan and they salt the roads instead of using sand like fucking idiots, <laughs> you, need, uh, you need you a mechanic on hand. Now, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I'm a roofer. I can fucking, I can lay you some shingles. I can drop, lay you some concrete, whatever. Not much of a mechanic. So whenever I'm in need, I hit up the 392 Brothers Mobile Mechanics. That's 392 Brothers with a Z Mobile Mechanics. They're, uh, they're a startup company. They have, you know, limited services, but you can call them the quotes free. And, I mean, they can do just about anything you need done to your car. You can hit them up at 313-974-2222 and just ask for Alex. Tell them the hideaway sent you. He'll get a big kick out of that. Ian's got a loyalty card with a piece of shit he drives. <laughs> I was just going to say, Dave, you know, they must, this place that he shut out, they must be good at what they do if they can keep that fucking Pontiac running. Ride it till the wheels fall off. She is old. They do. <laughs> the best part is I can afford a new car. I just I just refuse to get one. I know, and that's what I always say to you. You're the one person yeah, that can afford a car that will sticks with it. Stuck. You fuck car in It's got to keep the mechanics in the job though, Rob. <laughs> yeah. Full time job. Yeah. I mean I get it though. I, I had I had a 96 Mustang that it took me a very long time to get rid of because I just loved it. I don't, I, I don't love that. So thing. I, 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 I get it. I had a Mark 1 Vol, uh, GTI, Volkswagen <laughs> GTI, and that, that was just running on, on rust. <laughs> How it didn't fall apart, I never know, but I just couldn't get rid of it. It drove <laughs> like a dream. Absolute dream. Always do. You can wrap that Pontiac around a white pole and drive home, bro. It's, she's solid. She, she's solid as a board. Shout out to Mob King, Zero DiPaggio, all the boys. You know, I mean, big shout out to James Ramirez for popping in today. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. From everybody here at fucking The Hideaway, happy holidays. and uh, Happy Thanksgiving, everyone.